Welcome everyone to. Oh, wait, wait, wait. An, wait, oh, you'll, you'll see it. There you go. Ah. <laughs> well done. I'm, I'm learning. Welcome everyone to an uh, an Austin-y bowl of dude soup. It's it's desperately trying to stay weird, even though it's not. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by Siegefall, which you can see behind. But defend your crown in Siegefall, the epic new strategy game that gives you unprecedented control on the battlefield. Choose your hero from the best warriors, including a dual-wielding knight, powerful arcane mage, barbarian chieftain, and the all-new dragon hunter. Bolster your attacks with epic cards designed to turn the tables in battle. What do you want in a deck? A battering ram, explosive barrels, or a fire-breathing dragon? Craft them all in Siegefall. Siege the day before it's too late on iOS, Android, and Windows. Siege Thank you. the day. Thank you, Siegefall, for being prettier than James's face. Uh, <laughs> not hard. Not hard. Today, we are in Austin. We are joined by the lovely Barbara and Gus. Hey. Thank you. Lovely only applied to Barbara. I want okay. to make that clear. Aw. Gus, you're okay. I definitely I'm thought all, you were going right. to go with the opposite. I'm more striking. You broke in this chair. I like it. This is the Gus throne. How does that yeah. feel, actually? It has this feel. Oh, no, this is great. I love the couch. People bitch about the couch here all people the time. People bitch about the they. couch. And I heard people bitching last night about the, the couch. The couch is amazing. You know, did you bitch about the couch? They sure did. The couch is <laughs> awesome. So here's the thing. As soon as, as soon as I saw Barbara after the after shooting it last night, she asked me how the couch was. And I noticed while sitting there that it's a little... It's not exactly shaped to any sort of human spine. <laughs> no, it's not. And you can't lean into it because then you're too deep. But you also can't just lean like. Maybe it, maybe my spine is like deformed or something because so this is. I think you have a curve in your spine like that goes Scoliosis? almost towards yeah. the couch. How low do you have to get in that thing? I mean, this is me sitting straight. Really? This is me sitting with my back straight. So it's kind of like a captain's chair, one of those next generation reclining things. I don't know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, only it's no. not comfortable. Anyway. Uh, let's let's get to hard-hitting topics. Sorry, no teriology today. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Instead, we have a video about a baby. Ooh. Thank you. Uh, so there was a, this was back in 2007. A, uh, a, a very years ago. Yeah, mm -hmm. basically. It's another, another, another time. A lady posted a 30-second video of her toddler walking around with Prince's Let's Go Crazy playing in the background. Uh, the Universal Music Group issued a takedown on the video because they're heartless monsters. Uh, the Electronic Frontier Foundation picked up the case. It has since been in trial, and a ruling came out just this morning, really. So this is breaking shit. It's all about DMCA. Uh, basically, the California Appeals Court found that Universal didn't display an attempt to account for fair use before issuing the takedown, uh, but they didn't award any damages to the plaintiff either. So it's kind of just more of a precedent-setting case. Theoretically, this means that DMCAs on YouTube could change in the future, because right now it's all algorithm-based, and the copyright holder can issue DMCA takedown Without really much of a discussion, they just get to. That's their right mm -hmm. under U.S. law. Uh, and this is finding that, well, you know, maybe you have to think about fair use before you issue the takedown instead of simply issuing it and let fair use come in after the fact. So, I don't know, uh, Rooster Teeth and every m media producer on YouTube has a lot, of, a lot of history with copyright and content ID and DMCA and all that crap. So, it's kind of interesting. There's a lot of nuance, and we can get into that later, but I'm curious, what do you guys take away from this? Uh, theoretically, they protected her right to have this song playing in the background while our toddler waddled around. I feel like I'm surprised that the ruling went this way, because I feel like more often than not, they get it wrong. Yeah. Uh, but I think this is, I mean, it, it's obviously fair use. The song was just playing in the background. She's not trying to put it up there and monetize it so that someone can come and listen to Let's Go Crazy without fucking paying for it. Yeah. Yeah, if someone's using a song in a way where it's like they're using the song to monetize their video, like oh, I'm doing a cover of this song or I'm lip syncing to this song or something. They're using it for the video's benefit. I get it. But if it's just playing in the background or it's like a accessory to the video, 
I don't think it should be taken down. No, absolutely not. And and whether or not it should have been was never really the question. And this is where it gets kind of weird. So the video was obviously protected under fair use. It's more that whose responsibility is it to account for that? Is it the copyright holder look at it and say, oh, that's fair use. We should not issue a takedown. Or is it the person who's making the video? Do they have to endure the takedown process and then defend themselves later? Like, where's the burden? Where's the burden of proof? And that's something that hasn't really been decided yet to the extent that it already has been by, kind of by YouTube. It's interesting. I mean, every media creator kind of hates the fact that everything's kind of tilted against them in YouTube's system. Um, if, if anything even erroneously triggers content ID, you get a flag, you get a monetization claim, or you get a takedown. Um, what this hopefully is pointing to, it's actually not, and we'll get to that in a second later, but what it's hopefully pointing to is that the person who's issuing the, the takedown has to account for fair use before they do it instead of just doing it and letting that happen after the fact. Yeah, but then you're relying on them to do that, which yeah. nobody nobody seems to be doing at this point. It's just all automated systems that, mm -hmm. uh, that catch things. And there's no, there's no accountability, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, what I thought was really interesting, well, there's a lot of interesting things about the case, but the, this video was so long ago in 2007 before YouTube had its uh, like auto hunt and seek and destroy feature enabled, um, that somebody at Universal actually had to sit and watch the video and say, no, this is not like this video of a baby dancing is not fair use. Uh, and now what the apparently what the court is saying is that like out of the hundred, what I can only assume would be hundreds of thousands of videos uh, every month that the, these algorithms find, they actually have to sit down then and determine which of these are fair use. So like they're actually going to have to staff back up and f hire people to look at videos again, I, I, I would assume. It's right? like a waste of everyone's time. Well, yeah, ex except for the fact that like People are gonna, people online are gonna try and pass off videos as fair use that aren't gonna be fair use, especially after this. If you go, like, again, if you go onto a lot of different websites right now today, yeah. you can see people saying, "We won! Like we can use stuff now." And the reality of the situation is, no, you can't use. Yeah. Stuff. No one on the internet knows what fair use is. No, they don't. That's really what don't. it boils down to. Yeah. Okay. So. This, well, this kind of changed the definition a little bit, though, right? Like, because like, what people fair on the internet don't are, are wrong. They're one hundred percent wrong, which is which they think that fair use is something that they can just say that protects them. But it's like something, I'm an American. It, it, it's a legal defense. Well, that's true, though. I mean, it, it's Great a legal country. defense. It means that if something happens, you can legally defend yourself. You can protect yourself by by basically adhering it to fair use. Right. But this seems like it's kind of maybe muddling that a little bit. It like is. now it's saying fair use has to be determined beforehand. I mean, it's to me, it just sounds like they're just like, can we just get a lot of this stuff out of the courts? Like, we, why are we going to hold this up? If you as a company can not just strike everything or, or do whatever, like, if you have to hold yourself accountable a little bit for saying, like, oh, no, this one's okay, as opposed to blanket statements, then, you know, there's less court cases. There's going to be less of this, I feel like. I don't know. One would hope. Yeah. Um, excuse me. When it comes to the actual, like, ruling, it gets, it gets really in the weeds. Because ultimately it comes down to whether or not Universal knew the video was protected under fair use and issued the takedown anyway, or whether they didn't give a fuck and just threw it out there. Odds are it's the latter because no one in this world gives a fuck about anything. Um, but the quote from the ruling is, uh, though Lenz, she was the plaintiff, ar argues that Universal should have known the video qualifies for fair use as a matter of law, our court has already decided a copyright holder need only form a subjective good faith belief that a use is not authorized. So... A company has to genuinely believe that a video is not protected under fair use before they issue a copyright. But how are you ever going to prove that? They yeah. can just say that every time. So it's they're like kind of arguing for the morality of it. They also say, quote, we note without passing judgment 
that the implementation of computer algorithms appears to be a valid and good faith middle ground for processing a plethora of content while a plethora yes a plethora <laughs> while still meeting the DMCA's requirements to somehow consider fair use so the, basically the, we're fucked and nothing's the, fixed the, the yeah. problem is any time that you have a law like that that uses the word subjective yeah. it's subjective okay fuck it you can argue about it forever now there's no clear yeah. definition yeah yeah that's just a problem we're, for everyone we're human beings like we can't think logically <laughs> like and everything's individualized so like it's really weird to have situations where it's like it's like well i want a rule that applies to everybody it's like it's probably not gonna work yeah like that's just gonna be a guideline and then we're still gonna have to figure it out we're still gonna have to go through the mess afterwards anyway so well it reminds me of the people who are getting arrested or getting in trouble from a cop and they're like freedom of speech like i could do this you can't you can't disobey my law or my rights and everything and it's just like well no you're under arrest because you did this and yeah. they're like freedom of speech and people also that's another thing people don't understand is freedom of speech i know it's, it's just one, one of those things where people will take advantage of it and not understand it fully and yeah. think that you know they're free to do whatever the fuck they want it's just another way for the lawyers man <laughs> to get their beaks wet man you <laughs> <laughs> were trying to say that as much as possible beaks wet. i have used that so phrase californian yeah i've used that phrase like five times in the last 48 hours yeah, it's uh, the uh, the whole like arguing with a cop is very analogous because, so I've seen this this situation happen many times, and I'm not talking about anyone specifically, but mm. yeah, Sorry basically James, uh, James a <laughs> a YouTuber will have a video taken down. Can you reconnect it to the airplane? Yeah, he's doing it. Oh, reconnected server. Okay, maybe the Wi-Fi is fucking up. Anyway, uh, we we can just watch Bad Boys. That's probably okay. <laughs> uh, so a YouTuber will produce it's a video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? We're journalists. <laughs> this is editorial. Uh, a YouTuber will make a make a video, and it will use copywritten material in it. Um, it's not the heart of the work or whatever, so theoretically it is protected under fair use. Because YouTube system and American law is the way it is, they will get a copyright and have to deal or a copyright strike and have to deal with that process. And maybe they'll lose revenue on that video, and then they'll make a video complaining about that, which I'm not saying they are or not justified to do. But that doesn't do anything, and, uh, aside from inciting your audience. And to me, that's always like the guy who gets busted for pot arguing about how pot should be legal to the cop. And the cop is like, I am not a judge. I am not a legislator. Yeah. In this state, it is illegal. Therefore, you are going to jail. Right. The difference here is that when uh, a YouTuber makes like the response video saying, oh, this is bullshit, then you end up, most of them end up getting more views than their regular videos do because it's a rights issue and people get really upset about it now. Yeah, exactly. And then they end up making more money on their on the fact that their video got struck or taken down or whatever mm -hmm. than they would have to begin with, which it's a great is idea. kind of hilarious. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, <laughs> way to make li lemonade out of those lemons there, buddy. <laughs> another, th another thing that's funny about it, too, that I, isn't generally discussed is the fact that on YouTube, at least, like, you generally don't get sued. You just stop making money. Right. So mm -hmm. like it just puts you back at kind of not even a negative. Like it just puts you back at zero and it says, that's it. That's it for this one. We're going to start taking the rest of the money. Whereas if you're arrested for smoking pot somewhere, you're not supposed to, supposed to smoke pot. That could affect your life mm. like pretty dramatically. Right. So, I mean, it's weird because but YouTube even, is my life. Even man. on YouTube, the stakes are lower and I know it's people's jobs. We know it's people's jobs, but like it's still lower stakes than if you got arrested for a traffic incident or something like that, like yeah. paying fines and stuff. That at least puts you in the negative. But if you get copyright strikes, doesn't it affect your channel like, if greatly? You get, yeah, I mean, depending on, depending on if your channel is in good standing or not, yeah. that determines whether you are able to do a lot of things on your channel, whether that's monetize your videos or 
uh, in the case of our channels, like we can link out to outside sites mm -hmm. because, for a variety of reasons. And so we're able to sell merch. We're able to uh, not just annotate, but use the card system. We're able to use fan funding and all that different th all those different things. And if your channel is not in good standing, then you can't use those tools. Yeah. So you do get penalized. Yeah, like, but yeah, you can always sign up for a new channel, but then it's a matter of like migrating all, all your subscribers. Yeah, but if you yeah. think about you can start like a Patreon YouTube or something, or something where yeah. we've developed eight and a half million subscribers, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, we got copyright strikes. Well, we, I mean, we had several community guidelines, I mean, just community guidelines strikes that affected our ability for a brief period of time here on Funhouse, affected our ability to use custom thumbnails, for example, yeah. and custom thumbnails in our opinion, is like one of the things that gets people to click on your video more than more than anything else. It's for us. We have this idea of thumbnails, then title, then um, subject of video, then content within the video, and that's how you get people into your channel. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you can't use those custom thumbnails again, like, and that's just from a community guideline strike of somebody saying this guy made a video that was scary to me or porno to me or whatever it is. Porno. And I'm sorry <laughs> for using my internet voice. I love internet I mean, voice. I, sorry. I'm learning your internet voice. Yeah, Everything I can like be porno it. if you try hard enough. Oh yeah, or oh, not yeah. even that hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the internet. Just think the, uh, a bit the, of imagination. The thing about this case for me, like uh, you know, it's the Prince song, "Let's Go Crazy." Is it's just making me think about that old Pat O'Brien voicemail. I don't know if you guys remember that. Mm -mm. No. <laughs> yeah, God, it's terrible. It's from like 15 years ago. It's like Describe so it in explicit it, he detail. Was, <laughs> he was talking dirty to some woman, leaving her dirty voicemails. Oh, yeah. Uh, saying that, oh, let's go crazy together. Let's go crazy. You got to be into Betsy. Betsy's into you. Uh, and it's just like, you're driving me wild. They're <laughs> fucking terrible. So now I like to think of as horny Pat O'Brien leaving voicemails <laughs> for some woman again. See, anything can be porno. Not the cute little baby <laughs> dancing. Not the cute baby dancing, oh. no. It's funny, too, because Pat O'Brien? Huh? Who is Pat O'Brien? I don't know. Who's Pat O'Brien? He was a sportscaster. Yeah. Oh, is right. he still a sportscaster? He, he might still like be. He was super drunk in that, wasn't he? he yeah, was like he really was. really drunk. <laughs> Poor guy. Let's go crazy. Poor. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it basically ruined like his career, right? Oh. Didn't it, like basically. I think he just had a bit of a speed bump. I think I think he came back. You can't keep old Gil down. <laughs> With a vengeance. He left many more voicemails <laughs> after that time. He's okay. He, they, they went crazy. Yeah. Also, it's not even a great. I mean, it's not even the best Prince song. Like if you're if Universal's <laughs> gonna get upset with somebody, get upset about a, a good Prince song. It's funny because Prince has such a history with this. He's like super protective of his music. There's that one time he did a cover of a Radiohead song at one of his concerts, and someone filmed it and uploaded it, and then he had it taken down. But then Radiohead came out and was like, "You played our song, dude. Like put that video <laughs> back up." Like that's a, like the, it's free advertising. How, yeah, Prince has always been like really, really protective, so he must be very upset. Consummate performer, though. Hell of a performer. Oh, he kills oh, it on one stage. One of the best. That weird guitar. How does he play it? You don't know. That's why he's Prince. Six <laughs> strings. How does that work? <laughs> Prince. I don't understand it. Got like five hands. It's crazy. Prince is actually a mutant. This is something that people don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, there was like an '80s movie that. You know, it, the story of Prince's life is basically like a, a late 80s movie where a bunch of people did cocaine and came up with stuff, except that somehow he broke through into reality. Kind of like Last oh, Action wait, Hero. You except. do realize that Purple Rain is that is what you're describing, right? Yeah, yeah. A late 80s movie describing Prince's actually, life. Actually, I haven't seen Purple Rain yet. I haven't either. I don't think anyone's actually seen, seen Chocolate Rain. Rain. Oh, yeah. Struck. That's, Get it struck. Is that still not working? Bye, Joel. Bye, Joel. Woo! All right. Um, yeah. So anyway, Prince is awesome. Hope we don't get a copyright strike for talking about Prince too much. No, but speaking of community strikes, holy hell! For some reason, we were the we were the subject of a massive internet hoax, which was weird. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, what uh, was that about? Good question. So I'm about six months ago, yeah. Lawrence and I got together and we said, you know, it would really screw with the internet if we made a fake PT 
Silent Hills website. So you emailed Konami and you got Kojima fired. We got him fired. We took him out and we said, you know what? We want to be Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And a lot of plotting later. And then our, our masterful plan came to execution. Yeah. And then we conveniently, like, denied any knowledge of it. Yeah. So... Joke's on you guys. Yeah. You guys are way smarter than I ever thought. We fucked with you real hard. Now yeah. we're super rich. According to some crazy-ass tinfoils on the internet, anyway. Oh, there was, so there was a countdown website, counting down to 9-11, which fucking very tasteful. Uh, and it was like, there was a Twitter account, Kojima Live, that would tweet out this website. And it was like, oh, it's Kojima. He's going to tell us what he's doing next. He got hired. He's going to make Metal Gear 6. And then the countdown went up, and it was nothing. Surprise, it's fucking nothing. Except it linked to our Give Us Money video. So everybody thought that it was this massive orchestrated hoax to get people to sign up for sponsorships as though we were dumb enough to think if we lied to people for months, they would then pay us money for that. Yeah. Like, just the, the logical disconnect is amusing to me, but it's also being at the center of an, a crazy internet maelstrom is a really unique experience. It was, yeah. It, it, it's funny because I, I've always said it, but like 90% of the internet are just people that are bored or shitty. Mm -hmm. Right, like that's about ninety percent of the Aborted internet, and, and we yeah. just got caught in the middle of one of those things, and uh, and everyone here acknowledged it as being like, oh, we're not involved, except for me. I said I was involved, yeah. um, <laughs> and then I ended up I ended up finding out that I was linked on like a four chan thread, oh. where someone was like, I figured out who the website belongs to and linked to my Twitter. They only did that because just you didn't deny it. Yeah, because I didn't. I, I made a joke about like if you if you zoomed in on this back corner of the video, there's a picture of a. a I made an image. It's a it's a it's a butt, <laughs> but the butt has eyes on oh, that it. One. <laughs> and uh, and so I made that image and I put it in softly in the top. And I was like, oh, if you look here, you can see that it's clearly our our yeah, website. Yeah. And then so I guess people didn't like that I was toying with their emotions. I like to believe the person who made that website didn't have a plan for what they were gonna do when it actually so. hit. And so they're just like, uh, this video. Mm -hmm. They just probably wanted to see how many people they could get on board. And then fuck with real hard. Yeah. So props to you. Also, our video got a lot of views, so that's cool. I think it's Kojima. Probably Kojima. I think Kojima made the website. Oh, what a but wily then he likes our videos, so then he they have it out for you guys. What a visionary. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, a unique, did it. there's a unique twist that happens there where <laughs> people buy into this stuff real hard, and it becomes kind of their hobby, or they they, they just go insane about it. So you know they put on their Spock ears and they're sitting at their computer <laughs> getting getting to the bottom of the mystery, and then there's nothing there. But then they demand an explanation from you, the person who had nothing to do with it. Yeah. And then you say, I didn't have anything to do with that. And they're like, fuck you. You're lying. Yeah. And then you say, no, we made this video. They just found it and decided to link to it. And they're like, no, prove it to me. How? You're... <laughs> You turned around on them. Yeah. You're like, no, you made it. Basically, yeah. Prove the, that you didn't. Yeah. The next thing you know, right, you're yeah. strapped to a chair. Keeper Sutherland's hooking up car battery to your Whoa. genitals. Oh, yeah. that sounds awesome. You're thanking actually. God. <laughs> Finally, Kiefer. I've made it. I've just, it's, it's a rare experience in life to be told directly to your face that you're lying about a basic fact about your own reality. Yeah, but maybe if you weren't lying, then you wouldn't have to do that. That's true. Oh. Stop lying. Fair, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> Sorry, I was lying. See, doesn't that feel better? Actually, it does. I feel <laughs> 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 this is a very therapeutic podcast. A weight off my chest. So that's what James. the couch is good for. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I do like this couch. Ourselves. I'm starting to turn a corner on this couch, except Don't. my spine is also turning a corner <laughs> in the couch. So I'll be honest. I, I loved it uh, because as I didn't know this was a website at all. Like, Lawrence, you were vaguely aware of the website yeah, existing, right? I mean, there's a million of those like every other week is the thing. 
So that one was just another hoax website. Yeah. Right. There was there was one of but, those for Fallout yeah. like years ago yeah. for Fallout Four Survivor. supposedly. Yeah. But the reason I liked it so much is because, um, first of all, it's hilarious. Like somebody had. I mean, they, I don't think that they were planning on putting our video there the whole time because it was a video that had literally gone up a couple hours before the, yeah. the website counted down. But I love the idea that someone's sitting there is like, hey, 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 I'm going to fuck with people by sending them to a totally random video. That's something that we would do, yeah, which is one of the reasons I think it's funny. The other reason I think it was, thought it was funny is because when we realized what was happening, I went to the real-time analytics on the channel and just watched those views come in, baby. <laughs> we spiked to like 64,000 views in the middle, of like in, in one hour for just a dumb prank reason. So and it really helped that video. you guys have a new strategy video. now. Yeah. Actually, yeah. That's something well, that we could do every week, Lawrence. right? What? We could probably do that every week. I mean, we make up basically every say, story we well, report on the We have two or three that are like basically bombs that Lawrence and I have planted across the internet that mm -hmm. are just waiting to go off. Oh, we yeah. may not have found them yet, but they are there. We should um, just have like a Skunk Works uh, ARG division at Rooster oh, Teeth that like really doesn't tell idea. you guys and develops all these terrible ideas and points <laughs> <laughs> points uh, them to your videos. Well, Bruce is already the CEO of ARG. I don't know. If it was from some less place <laughs> than years ago. Well, I can I can at least drop one of those bombs today. Joel is actually Prince. <gasps> Sing your favorite Prince song. Oh, right. Uh, my favorite Prince song is I Don't Want to Wait fair use. for Our Lives <laughs> to Be Over. This shit is claimed. So. Thanks, oh, that thanks, took me Joel. Back. <laughs> it was beautiful. Yeah. That Prince concert you went to one time. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, Dawson's time. Creek. Or that time that you back just the creek. tried weird 80s drugs and watched Purple Rain. This episode of Dude <laughs> Soup is also brought to you by DraftKings. Oh. oh. Right. Yeah, set up I was right. going to slide out of the way. Nope. Uh, fantasy football brings all the Trek spines to the yard. Just read the yeah. thing like he reads the thing. Read it! <laughs> Be Gus. Channel your Gus. So mid-roll, uh, sorry, DraftKings is a fantasy football league where you can win real money, which is pretty sweet, because why compete over stupid points when you can get cash? Or lose cash, but that probably won't happen. Uh, DraftKings is a one-week fantasy league, meaning you don't have to sign up for a whole team at a time. If you have an injured player, no problem. They're gone the next week. So if somebody twists their ankle and you got to put them down like Lassie, that happens. Lassie didn't get killed. That was old Yeller. Never mind. Uh, and get this. DraftKings is crowning a new millionaire every week this season. Uh, this isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Uh, heard to DraftKings.com now and use promo code SOUP to play for free for a shot at $1 million in this week's Millionaire Maker event. So that's code SOUP, S-O-U-P, at DraftKings.com. 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 <laughs> And yes, the copy had One more time. time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't it's think... Like radio all of a sudden. I don't think technically that is gambling, right? Fantasy sports no. isn't technically gambling. it's a loophole. But you know what is gambling? Mm. Sponsoring Dude Soup, because you don't know what's <laughs> going <laughs> on. You don't know Wait, whether you know or not what it there's going to be a headblock in you. It's a gamble that always pays off. It's a sure thing. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a sure thing. Just like DraftKings.com, DraftKings.com, DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. You say it three times, it'll appear. <laughs> Turn on the lights. DraftKings. The guy shows up behind you, hands you money, and leaves. A million dollars. Uh, What's uh, next, Lawrence? Uh, <laughs> that new Apple TV got announced. Uh, so it's really interesting because I thought that Apple was going to do something really cool for once, and then they didn't. Uh, what do you think was going to happen? I, so some early rumors pointed at some cool stuff, that the controller would have a D-pad and buttons, which it doesn't, um, that mm. they were going to allow third-party applications to run on it, which it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, they didn't mention the size limit, which also sucks. They also s they implied that gaming would be more prominently featured Wait, in the UI. what's the size limit? 200 megabytes. Oh. So very, very wow. small. Yeah, that's yes. tiny. Very bad. Um, it's essentially all the restrictions that the Wii had when they launched WiiWare. 
and a lot of developers complained about this, and that's theoretically why it didn't take off. You could argue that like the breakout success of the Wii, digital distribution is what was necessary to get more games on that system, but there were so many uh, limitations placed on the WiiWare ecosystem that it never really took off. You had basically mobile-style games, and that's cool, I guess. Uh, Nintendo's head was like, we don't want people downloading a game for hours. That's a bad experience, so we'll limit the file size so that all games are just really quick to download and really mm -hmm. quick to play. I understand the reasoning. didn't really pay off. Now Apple's C doing basically exactly the same thing. Can I play the optimist? Please do. Can I play the glass half-full guy? Please I so do. rarely get to do this. <laughs> what if this is an iterative step? Mm. And this is just to get tvOS out the door as a proof of concept. Like, you look at the original iPhone when the original iPhone launched. Piece of shit. Fucking terrible. <laughs> but you compare that to how the platform evolved over time, it got better. You know, when the original iPhone launched, there was no app store, uh, no third-party apps at all. Uh, fucking thing was... It was awful. There were a whole bunch of reasons, but that's, like, the key one that I think about. Then as the platform matured, they introduced all these other better features. So this may just be what they did to get tvOS out the door. But we and want then we'll, it good we'll now. It. Yeah, and, and also, like, the difference between the... Like, between those two things is that this version of the Apple TV is, like, the old version of the Apple TV. It's like, version 12. Of yeah, the and TV it's like, wow, whoop do Oh, apps? Wow, who cares? Like... I feel like you could do a software update. I mean, obviously you can't, or else they would do it. Or maybe they can. They just yeah, want to sell sure. more hardware. But doesn't it seem like they could be able to do a software update to the Apple TV that would just include the app shop in it, rather I than having to sell a new one? This is the launch of that platform that can do that. I, they probably could not do it um, with the old one. So like this is like basically a reset of the platform, which will standardize it and then allow those future updates to come down the sense. pipe. But wouldn't you also then want to talk about future? Well, I guess Apple never it's, does that. They do never, they? Yeah. They never yeah. do that. It's weird though because like like almost all TVs come with apps now. Yeah. You know, like they're built in to yeah. most, like most TVs that you buy. I, but, but, I don't, I don't use serving. Chromecast or any. Uh, do, yeah. Do you have apps on your TV? I have a Samsung Smart, and uh, this is not a sponsor. It's just like I have a Samsung Smart TV and I fucking love it. Do you use he, all the apps on it? I use most of them. And the thing is they don't even support their apps and they're like, they're discontinuing their smart TVs, I think. And I hate them for that because I love it. I don't have, oops, I don't have to, plug any shit in i don't have to deal with like logging into anything it's all right there on my tv it's He's a great quick survey quick yeah <laughs> but apparently that's that's quick for joel what about you, you have i have apps on my tv do you use the apps on your tv i do yeah really yeah yeah uh, i have them and i don't use them i don't know why i skipped you barbara i don't know why either i don't you i just don't? have a regular tv uh, i have apps i used to use netflix i have a samsung smart mm -hmm. tv as well i used to use uh netflix on it because it was I didn't have to turn my Xbox on. It was like it was quiet. It just was running on the TV already. But I don't use it anymore because I feel like the interface was shitty. Yeah. I have well, an Apple TV. Oh, really? Yeah. And an Xbox. Well, so that's the big that's thing, it. and and that's theoretically what Apple's strategy was: is that smart TVs are really clunky, the UI is terrible, and they're slow. Um, other applications like Xbox or PlayStation Four take a while to boot up. You have to have a controller. Uh, theoretically, Chromecast nullifies all those problems. But for the sake of Apple, they're going to ignore that Android products exist. So, okay, great. We'll give people an entertainment device that uses a, like, universal-style interface. It's fast. It's easy to navigate. It's got voice search. Mm -hmm. So, theoretically, it's more consumer-friendly and approachable than using terrible UI on your smart TV or booting up an Xbox or a PlayStation and waiting for that to come up. My, I, I have a relatively new TV, but my, my apps are pretty good, yeah. and it's fast. Mm. And I think a lot has – they designed it into the remote, so, like, I press Netflix – I press a Netflix button, and then Netflix immediately loads up, and then I'm watching Netflix, and it's almost, it's basically uh, exactly the same application you'd have on the Xbox or any other Well, device. people really like the Connect, 
as far as I know, in terms of voice commands. Oh, really? And so mm -hmm. it just seems like they're just taking that here, here, ideal. Here, here's the problem. You know, so these TVs I think that we're looking at are smart TVs. This is the remote it comes with. Like, this is how you have to navigate that interface. Like, how, how are you going to find something on Netflix with this? That's, that, but that all, but everything remote. has got a terrible interface. I think, I mean, I even think going into the Xbox and trying to use, like, Netflix is a terrible interface because you got to go dink, 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 click, dink, yeah. dink, click, dink, yeah. dink, click. Again, my TV has a remote that has a Netflix button, and on the back of the remote is a keyboard. What kind of TV do you have? It's a Vizio. It's a, it's a, honestly, like, that's the thing, though. You're kind of talking about, like, the importance of a D-pad and stuff on an Apple remote. It's like... For gaming, not for, not for internet. No, but just in general, yeah. one small change to this device could make that smart TV a or, lot more usable. You see, I'm waiting for TVs to become Bluetooth-enabled so I can just use peripherals with my TV. See, so I can use a keyboard or whatever, because I'm so sick of, like, reauthorizing re every my, time. My TV also allows me to use my smartphone. Right. To, like a, it's like a Chromecast. <laughs> yeah. Just buy my TV! Well, that, and that's the play, honestly, I thought that Apple was going to make with yeah. their Apple TV product, yeah. would be just to enable you to use your any iOS mm -hmm. device as a remote. You could. Yeah, I think you can. You can yeah, use your iPhone as but a remote. But I thought they would just ditch the remote altogether mm. and release uh, a more fully functional remote. The remote is there, and it operates at a basic I, uh, level. I spilled coffee on my Apple TV remote, and mm. so I have to use my phone as a remote. Works great. Smells good, that too. That seems ideal, because you pretty much always have your phone on you. That's yeah, one less true. thing on the coffee table. Well, but, but what I, what I kind of read into... you as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it, wait, like it has a keyboard? No. I, well, or just on, on your phone. phone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you're searching something, it makes it a lot easier than going like A. Yeah. Yeah, and letting it sort for you, which is always terrible. Yeah. I, I guess what I'd hoped was Apple recognized that their their traditional push with Apple TV didn't really work. Uh, unit sales were good, but not great. I mean, they, they sold to the Apple market, but didn't really break through it. I was thinking that if they were going to focus on gaming, that that would be the avenue through which they would get Apple TVs into people's homes. And then the entertainment would come later, kind of like any other console that is in every American household right now, right. except they decided, no, we're just going to do the Apple TV thing again and have this thing now, too, and Crossy Road. And that's it. And it's like, where's the... Man, I thought, I thought there was going to be a switch in strategy because the last one clearly didn't work. But instead, it's just kind of this middling, middle-of-the-road everything kind of device. Well, sometimes I think that, that my viewpoint is really skewed because I agree with you. But then I also think, like, well, I really like gaming. Mm -hmm. And, like, like, I think about the PlayStation 2 and how people just bought it as it, not a gaming device. Like, the fact that it was gaming had nothing to do with the, how it got into so many homes. But then it could that play the Matrix like, on DVD. That was fucking well, sweet. Well, that's what I'm saying. Because it could play the Matrix on DVD, you bought a, a PlayStation 2. And so maybe that's where they're coming from. Maybe, We're, like, even though gaming mm. consoles have traditionally gotten that kind of media into the household, maybe it has nothing to do with the fact that it's gaming. Well, what does it say to you? I mean, I, I remember when PlayStation 2 was, was DVD. I remember PlayStation 3 was Blu-ray, and everyone lost their shit because now I don't have to buy three different things for my living room now. So we kind of expect that at this point from all of our boxes and devices that they do multiple things. So what will impress us, do you think? I think Chromecast has impressed me just basically mm -hmm. in its effervescence, right? Anything your phone can do, boom, it's on the TV. Your phone can play games, your phone can watch movies, your phone can video chat with people. Uh, you can, and it's also multi, it's multi-pronged. Like I can, with my phone, stream media from my PC to my TV. And that's like a lot easier than any other setup I've ever had, which is draping a massive HDMI cable across the room. So something like I that. have a question for you. Uh, I, I like Chromecast too, big Chromecast fan. Um, why, if and Chromecast does work well, it works awesome. 
since it works so awesome, why are so many people trying? I'm going to derail a conversation. Why are <laughs> so many people trying to make these stupid little Android set top boxes? That's a really good like question. Like the Ouya. Like, what's the fucking point? You don't need that if you've got a Chromecast. Also, isn't a Chromecast like 30 bucks? Right. Yeah. Well, didn't Ouya, wasn't Ouya announced before Chromecast I came out? I think it was. Yeah. Like, yeah, but they, then they Razer just bought them. Yeah. Like, it just it doesn't make any sense. People to me. want to be different. They don't want to go with what everyone because, has. Because well, also, I think for some I think, reason, I think people still th believe that there is a huge market out there for casual gamers who don't want a four hundred dollar console that can do everything. They just want to be able to play Flappy Bird or whatever the fuck on their TV, like or Wii Sports on their TV or whatever it is. Like that, I think that's the idea, um, which I kind of respect in like in essence, but in execution, it's just terrible. I mean, I got it new, yeah, and I plug I, I plugged it in and I played one game and I was like, I'm never using this thing again. I didn't nice. like it. Well, you also now have the option to get a, a an iPad that is as large as a TV, and then you can play those yeah. crappy little games on that too. See, to me, the, the oh, Apple yeah. TVs, I don't see it as trying to break into the gaming market. I see it more as just trying to be more family-friendly and something that families could interact with. Yeah, and I think I think you saw as much when they were demonstrating the voice search and everything, having the kids like ask for movies. And yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Amazon's kind of getting there too with uh, Fire TV because it's got a mic on it as well. So that's, I, I guess they're kind of taking notes from Microsoft about how the Kinect started to be used more as, I guess, a search device or an interface device than a gaming device. And that's kind of where it gets a little weird and murky because if you can take anything away from the launch of the PS4 and the Xbox One, it's that if you're selling gaming hardware, it needs to be marketed as gaming. Yeah. But how do you market an entertainment device? That's where it gets a little weird because... Because it's not really, it doesn't fall into any specific category. Yeah, it exactly. doesn't seem like there's any real playbook to successfully getting people to buy a thing to watch a movie. Uh -huh. Aside from... You bought that to play Call of Duty. Also, it can play movies. All I know is that I live alone and I want more things to talk to. So I'm happy with <laughs> that voice command. You get the Echo, just a little stick you can talk to all day. No. Well, you can have an Echo talk to Siri, talk to your Fire TV. Oh, oh yeah. They'll keep each other company while you're at work. We don't want that though. We're gonna start learning from each other. Come home to a conversation. It'll be so nice. Ugh. Oh no! You come in, you They'll hear them plotting. talking, then you open the door and they stop. You're like, <laughs> what the fuck were they talking about? <laughs> Nothing. Just here. Quiet down. Nothing. Uh, is it raining today? No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Recalibrate, recalibrate. <laughs> beep, boop, beep, I'm a robot. <laughs> Buffering. It's like getting closer to the kitchen, to the knife drawer. What yeah. are you doing? Nothing. There's uh, a snake in my boot. <laughs> That's not working this time. <laughs> Jeez. It's, well, the other... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I like the idea of taking all those devices, but then creating a... a like. So I'm going to talk to this one, and then you tell this one and that one. But then if this one doesn't recognize you, you go, I'm afraid you've been demoted. And then you move <laughs> them down, and the other person goes up, so they have to think about what they've done. They're still in a chain. Just make a series out of that. I should. Yeah. A really sad, lonely series about that. A series. Series. S-I-R-I-S. That's what I just, yeah. the joke I just did. I was just confirming it. A series. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Copyright. Don't sue us, Prince. <laughs> Can we make a reality show about, yeah, uh, uh, a house full of smart devices that all talk to each other, possibly have sex. <laughs> um, maybe we can establish that one of them's a Christian device and mm -hmm. is blown away by all this big city stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, put them in Chicago or something. A lot of alcohol. Because yeah. God knows smart devices need that shit. Uh, and, you know, just see where it goes. I would watch Maybe that take show. one aside. Hey, you're not saying much. Well, the good thing about this show is that you don't have to hire any actors. It's just sh like shots of empty rooms with devices blinking. It's like machinima. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the egos on those devices, man. Yeah. yeah they and then, then after the show ends, they're opening clubs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doing inspirational talk tours and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Selling books. That's kind of what the it's a brave new world. It's kind of what the Amazon one does already, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it immediately turns itself into a Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway. Won- yeah, I've wondered about that stuff. When when entertainment gets to the point where like the world is full of digitally created icons mm-hmm. and it's just a bunch of people behind the scenes that own the rights to that fake person. Okay. Then you just have a lot of media producers who are making entertainment. You have a lot of people who are going around trying to police that entertainment. And then the actual human element is somehow gone. Listen, it doesn't matter. At that point, you and I will be in the sewers hunting for proto credits. <laughs> that's true. You know, and riding our waveboards. Oh, man, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> I think. Sweet. The future's going to be awesome. Yeah, well, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they'll give us, like, I don't know, recharging bodies at that point. How are we going to get them if we're not rich? See, this is the problem. The waveboards? Uh, the waveboards, the, the immortal bodies, the, the synth proto-credits. Well, we're going to have to heist the bodies. Okay. Um, so we're not going to look the way we look now. We're going to look different. So better? Yeah. I'm going to be much more attractive. I like that you've thought this out. Oh, yeah. We've planned this out. Lawrence and I have a, it's a 200-year plan yeah. for our lives. Um, and about 150 years from now, one of those websites is going to go. Yeah. And then everyone's going to be all over it. So yeah. That's we've got a the, long plan. It's one of the secrets of this podcast. Uh, not only is Joel actually Prince, not only did we fake everyone out about Metal Gear Solid 6, but also this podcast is a series of one-hour planning sessions for our... Our new life, which will kick in around years. 2250. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's when we're going to establish ourselves as uh, as su- super sweet underground yeah. hover surfboarders. Proto-credit hunters. Yeah. Yeah, proto-credit hunters. We pick up odd jobs. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a cool living. I mean. Yeah. On the I weekends, you'll go see uh, Tupac and Whitney Houston in concert together. Yeah, yeah. That'll actually be really awesome. We'll film it and then get a copyright strike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. While you're filming. <laughs> oh, man. That was a concluding thought that I left behind forever ago. What? We're going back to it. So, um, <laughs> I have no idea. Watching Lawrence's brain work yeah. behind his eyeballs is a wonderful thing. He, he was literally in the year 2250 just then thinking about it. It was great. There was a moment when we were flying here. We were at the airport. It was uh, Spool and I waiting to get our food from a restaurant. And then we saw Lawrence way down the hallway coming towards us. And all he has is a backpack and he's walking in. The thing about Lawrence is when he walks, He's observing. He's taking in everything. <laughs> He's taking in everything. And we were standing probably the distance from Joel to Lawrence right now, staring directly at Lawrence. He's taking in everything, walks right past us. Didn't see well, anything because he was in his head. He was in the year 2250, waveboarding and, and gathering there was a lot of neon To be fair, like, I, I was standing in line at, at a food place, and I, and I was looking around. I couldn't see anybody. And I texted the entire group of people, hey, like, who's, get, like, who's at the airport? What's going on? And then literally Spool was like turned around yeah. and was like the guy two people in front of me in but line. At least we were in front of you, so you were looking at the backs of our heads. I suppose. This is Lawrence I mean, just If there's one person in this world who I think is a robot, it's Lawrence. Oh, that would be cool. He just got an erection. I'm glad it wasn't that would me. Be cool. that, 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 that's that's cool. strangely flattering for some reason. Especially for Lawrence. <laughs> I'm, you, more, you I'm, much, more, I'm more human than someone. You have too much anger to be a robot, I think. Robots can be angry. Yeah. Robots Lawrence are only is very mild mannered. No, I I'm younger, I assume. So I'm a newer model. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Whoa. What does that mean? It means that it I, means I'm an enigma. I have uh, I have subroutines installed to suppress that stuff. It's still going on. Good. Okay. Um, I've just been. Listen, you learn. It's you, like the T100 versus the T1000. It's like the new Apple TV. It's yeah. a lot less angry. Also, if I don't show up Terrible. at work tomorrow, you know what happened. He caught me. Barbara has learned the truth. <laughs> we must eliminate her. Well, we, well, okay. So we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Finishing thought. That was going to be a bomb that drops on the podcast at around 3320. I yeah, was thinking yeah. the whole robot thing. Yeah, just going to yeah. peel off my skin and scream. <laughs> I've been working on it. My, my robot shriek. It's getting pretty good. Uh, but oh, you know you're not going to hear it now. 
Wait, I got okay. I got a couple more centuries. Anyway, you had a concluding it's, thought or something. Yes. <laughs> You're gonna mention this concluding thought uh, or something that you had. Yeah. Um, okay. So, rolling all the way back to the first topic, which was a long time ago at this point. Uh, a lot of YouTubers seem very uh, flummoxed. I, why did I say that word? Confused. <laughs> you used about a lot the, of great words. Today. Do I? A yeah. plethora of great words. Almost that like a was robot actually would. that was actually in the, in the doc. So that that's not up to me. Anyway, uh, they they seem to be upset and maybe a little frustrated about how to address the situation because obviously a, a YouTube media producer wants to operate free of copyright. They want to use whatever they want to use whenever and I'm sure a, a lot of a lot of media producers would probably without conscience argue that that's what should be done regardless of whose content they're using. Um, but even the people who are conscientious about it and want to affect change in law seem to not really know how to do it and kind of what we were getting at like whining at the cop is not how to do it. You're already you're already trip to follow the law because you were either ignorant of the law or didn't know how it worked. Uh, the Electronic Frontier Foundation is something that's there to protect uh, digital usage rights. So if this is something you care about, maybe look into that. Maybe look into donating to them because they are the ones who are actively pursuing Congress and legal cases like this to affect change in precedent and policy as opposed to just making a self-pitying video so people feel bad for you to try and direct hatred towards a company that isn't legally enforcing their copyright. Anyway, that was my conclusion. Mm -hmm. If you want something to do, like, it's kind of like being mad about, like, riots or, or uh, you know, police brutality. Uh, tweeting a hashtag may do something. I'm not going to say it doesn't, but what's way more effective is writing to your senator, uh, expressing your frustrations. Like saying, old pen and paper writing, mm -hmm. not or like email. email. Well, I, do, I don't think email works. I mean, these are old men you're dealing with. You have to deal with them on their terms. Yeah. I, got, I got some pretty robust responses from Texas senators. And, yeah, yeah damn it, I said it. Uh, I wrote to my damn senator and... Well, this was about gun control way back in the day. And boy, well, writing a Texas senator about gun control is an interesting experience. Uh, you got a response from that? Yeah, a, wow. pretty, a pretty robust one. Pretty also, when everybody wrote the gunshot. Also, when everyone wrote the FCC about uh, oh, what was the it was net neutrality? Wasn't net it? neutrality? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. That, and and the FCC was like, okay, gee, okay, fine, we yeah. won't. We won't fuck with the internet, Jesus. Yeah, like it worked. It worked. And they don't have that wrote. reaction if they see a lot of hashtags. They're just like, oh, yeah, they're like, oh, Twitter? Twitter, no, fuck yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember being told that this conversation is important because it is happening. And then remember, my reaction is, but the people who need to hear the stuff aren't coming to you to find it. You have to tell them. So just because you got a hashtag trending doesn't mean that some cop who's in the middle of beating a minority is going to look at his phone. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> Damn. Oh man, it's trending and everything. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's oh, trending. Shit. Well, let's go get food or something. Sorry, bud. I'm like, help. No, no, no. no they don't even have phones. They don't care. They like beating people, specific people. It's you gotta make it. Pockets. You gotta make it a problem for them. Whether it's like an overload of physical mail yeah. or email or something that they can they can they can see that's mm. directed at them. Like you yeah. said that because that means you've you've worked a job for a while and you know people don't do shit unless it's personally inconvenient. So, I've got a story about that. Great. Um years ago when we talked this kind of uh, goes with what we're talking about. Before uh, YouTube had the content ID system uh, and before Rooster Teeth had a YouTube presence, other people were taking red versus blue episodes, uploading them to YouTube and uh, so we were like, well, how do we what do we do about this? So, went back and forth with YouTube. And they told they told me that in order to get stuff taken down, I had to send them a fax with the offending URL and a description of why it was an offending URL. So I was like, "Well, all right, fuck it. They want a fax. I fa I sent them like a three hundred page fax of just links and shit. And then like later that day, they were calling me like, "Okay, no, no, stop, stop, stop the fax. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get you an automated tool. We'll give you access to 
you know, what ended up being the content ID system. It was like, yeah, I, I overloaded someone's fax machine. It was a pain in the ass for them, and that affected change. Nice, perfect. Uh, honestly, like, emails are really easy to delete. Throwing out mail sucks. Yeah. Like, think about all the mail that you get that you hate, yeah. and then you have to rip it in half and throw it away and get yep. rid of it. Physical stuff is harder to get rid of, so use physical stuff. Emails are definitely easy to delete. Yeah. Learn that. What does that mean? <laughs> I, do, I, I get emails. all the uh, the info oh, emails, yeah, 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 and yeah. a lot of them are just, you know, just trash. Gmail's so. great. You can even set up you can set up little rules. If a, if a subject line has that word in it, I don't even have to see it. Lawrence. Which is basically all. <laughs> Email colon all. Trash. Email beep, colon beeps. colon. Then I, I don't want to hear about it. You guys delete all the emails that we send. From the company. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys send emails? I was and you guys say. are like, there's donuts Ooh. there. And then there are no donuts there. We can't even get there. We're like a two and a half hour plane ride away from donuts. We should have brought donuts for you guys. Should've I think that's donuts. what I'm learning here. We donuts, donuts last donuts. night. We had donut burgers last night. Oh yeah, we oh, went to Gordo's. So good. I still, f- I still feel as though I've committed a war crime. It didn't even so we, we talk no, a lot about it. biological issues on Dude Soup, and we've been kind of on our best behavior. I'm gonna get into something. Real yeah, quick. dude, okay. I got into something this morning. I got Whoa. out of something. Well, my problem is that I haven't been able to get into something since since Saturday night. Uh, you haven't pooped since Saturday? I haven't pooped since Saturday How night. How are you alive? Isn't I don't it, know. Is it coming out your mouth a little well, bit? Well, that's why I'm I'm drinking as much coffee as I can today to try to try and sort of bring the issue to a head, so to speak. <laughs> a confident turtle. <laughs> <laughs> well, they also it's a callback that no one's going to understand yeah, for a couple It'll weeks. It'll be funny in a week. A little temporarily displaced, but <laughs> that's okay. Film live. But, yeah. I mean... The, what's, what's the longest the, you've the, ever... The donut fried chicken sandwich that I had last night is not doing my body any favors. It's, it's not out yet? <laughs> oh, nothing is out. That's what I'm saying. So, what's the longest you've gone before? So this evening... This moment, might be the longest I've gone like before. Like four, four days. It's because you're traveling. I'm, I'm like, you my eyes are going to go from hazel to brown, like, within the next couple Ooh. hours. I'm a little nervous. You still with poop? Yeah. <laughs> Why does that happen? Popping mm-hmm. out your tear ducts? It's biology, James. Ugh. I have a, I can get you some laxatives or something. No, I don't. I don't. I don't want to gamble like that. I got the laxatives. Yeah. Trust me. The best thing you want to do is take laxatives before you get on a plane. Oh God. <laughs> that, that, <that's laughs> You're fucked up. <laughs> what? I said that's the last thing you want to do. Oh, I thought you said the best thing. I thought that's the best thing too. No, no, no. That's just rude. Yeah. You pop some laxatives and then a melatonin. You just shit your chair. It's your problem now. That's how you get. Service on the plane. Yeah, and you sit on the yourself. aisle so that way people can't get away. They can't escape. <laughs> they're trapped there. And then when they wake you, you're like, oh, I want some tomato soup. And then they'll bring it because they have Why to. Why am I squishy? Why am I gross? I've never shit on a plane before. Ever? Ever. You should. It's nice. There's nothing like shitting at 30,000 feet. I'm always thinking that someone's outside the bathroom waiting, waiting to use it. There is. And they're going to know when I come out. No, you're doing them a public service. You're warming up the seat for them. I... I like bathroom or airplane bathrooms because it feels like I sat down and then they built a plane around me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that tight, you know? It's fun. I like things that, are, that feel like I fit there. It's nice. I like, well, I like it because it feels like my own little personal space yeah. for like the three and a half minutes that I'm in there or whatever. Yeah. Um, especially after having been on like in a cattle car for I, several hours. I always laugh every single time I use a bathroom on, on a plane because I cannot go into one without thinking about the scene from Airplane 2. The guy's trying to shave as they're crashing oh, yeah, the plane. Yeah. He doesn't stop. <laughs> and he's just cutting himself all over. I always look in the mirror and I go, I should try and shave right now, but I never do. I'm just they always impressed have... that they could escape from the bathroom 
on planes in action movies. Like, there's always a way to get out of the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you lift the toilet up and you go down in there. Yeah, right or, like, yeah. there's something, like, a vent in the ceiling. Yeah, you just, just pop, a, pop a panel off and all of a sudden you're in the car. I always look for places when I'm in there and there's never a place to escape. When I was growing up, they used to have, like, razor blades and, like, little soap dispensers on the plane so you could shave yeah. in there. And, you know, for some reason, I don't know what it is, they don't have razor blades stocked on planes anymore. They have, like, what? cigarettes and a loaded gun, like, yeah. right next to it. <laughs> also, who's shaving that much that they need to dispose of a men? razor yeah. blade? Men? Yeah, going to men, men business meetings. Men talk about men. man things. Yeah. They have uh, the electric razor outlets still, but they were, yeah, yeah. You never seen that? They like still have like an outlet. And I haven't noticed for, that. Uh, for electric razor. I guess if you're flying to like Australia or something, you're on there for a yeah, while. Yeah, it's amazing you haven't pooped on a plane. You've been to Australia. It's like a 24-hour trip. I waited till I was in the airport. All right, fair so enough. That's poop timing. Poop time. But then you got to wait for everybody to pull their baggage off, and you're just like, God damn it! It's been it's been forever. Like, I got some bags. My eyes are turning brown. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's, that's, good, that's always a mix. That was a good time to mention this podcast is also sponsored by Loot Crate. <laughs> Another box full of surprises. Uh, <laughs> call forth some hard-hitting companions and get ready to summon an epic Loot Crate. So every month they put together a little blurb telling what the theme of this month is. Uh, usually it's fairly direct. This month is aggravatingly vague, and I need to know what it is. So please subscribe to Loot Crate and tell me. Uh, they're celebrating all the monsters you can fit in your pocket and the ones you need some crazy circle drawing skills to bring to the mortal realm. Yeah, try and figure that one out. I mean, yeah, that sounds like like Pokemon or yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh or Monster something. Monster Rancher? I don't know. Monster Rancher. Monsters Inc. Is yeah. it they draw circle? Heck, wait, no. It's I, just don't, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, Little Monsters, finally. Uh, this month's crate features an exclusive collectible. They're told is, quote, the most important object in pretty much the whole universe, qu- end quote. Whoa. Plus, uh, some awesome items from Blizzard, Kid Robot, and more. Uh, you have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific. I always want to say specific. Pacific to subscribe and receive this month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that it, it's over. So please go to lootcrate.com slash dudesoup and enter code dudesoup to save $3 on your new subscription. That's lootcrate.com slash dudesoup, code dudesoup, $3 off new subscriptions. And please, for the love of God, tell me what's in that damn box. I love Loot Crate. What's in the box? What's in the box? yeah, yeah. I love Loot Crate and all those types of subscription-based boxes or bags that you get because it's like you're getting a whole present once yeah. a month that you don't know what you're going to get. It's like your birthday every month. I prefer to look at it a little more depressingly. That even <laughs> <laughs> even in a world of impossible wonders and Apple TVs and Chromecasts and this thing, you still need a cardboard box of stuff to make you feel any amount of happiness in the world. So Again, like this goes back to what we talked about earlier. Physical. A physical, physical item. item. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's at. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because it's like, you know, when you're a kid and it's your birthday, you get a bunch of presents that you don't know what you're going to get. No, I'm getting all my kids all back to that. That's what I'm doing for their birthdays. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Download Here's a movie for them on your Apple TV. I think yeah. this one's got me a, a, a Google Play gift card. And it, I've gotten a lot of use out of that because it's like, you know, like I'll rent a movie or whatever. That's not physical. That's how you do it, man. Well, it's Amazon gift physical. cards? It's a gift card. I, get, I don't even, I think it was just a code that I just put in somewhere and then it just said, you have money. And I said, awesome. Proto credits. Sounds creds. I remember I don't have a good track record with getting physical gifts. And maybe that's that's maybe it's bred into me uh, I would think a reasonable hatred of physical objects in this world, including human beings. Um, but there Beep was one yeah, like I say, that's more robot evidence. Beep boop boop yeah, basically. Uh, it was my seventh birthday, which was on the seventh. So I was like, this is my luckiest birthday of all time. It's your champagne birthday. Yeah. Oh, is that what that is? Seven? Yeah. Seven years old? No, when <laughs> it's your birthday on the day that you were born. Oh, sweet, man. I could have gotten sauced as a seven-year-old. Uh, but what happened was, so I already kind of knew what my present was going to be because I really wanted to stretch Armstrong. Mm-hmm. But 
uh, you don't get Stretch Armstrong in small town Texas. You get weird, weird outlet store knockoff Stretch Armstrong. Mm-hmm. But didn't get to open that quite yet. On the way home from work, uh, my mom's car died. So she had her grandparents tow us. And they did it by, like, stringing this rope in between the trailer hitch and the bumper. Mm-hmm. And at one point, like, my mom's car was rolling and, like, hit the back of the car and broke out the taillights. So that was a huge fight when my mom, it, my the, dad got home. The inevitable outcome of doing a yeah. towing like that? Yeah. Basically, yeah. So, so you have to sell the Stretch Armstrong to pay for the car. Oh, no, it gets worse. Uh, well, theoretically, that would have been pretty tow. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that probably is what happened. Uh, so my parents are screaming at each other in the other room. Or rather, one is screaming, and the other one's patiently waiting for the screaming to stop. Um, so I just open my present, and it's the knockoff Stretch Armstrong, except it's defective. And all the little stretchy stuff is just kind of melted out, so there's this weird glob of a monster of a human on the inside. What was his name? I don't remember. Long pole. Yeah. Yeah. Ling- limber leg boy. Basically. Yeah. So I was just like poking what was probably toxic materials. Uh, by myself in my room, hearing my parents yell at each other, on my luckiest of lucky birthdays. <laughs> Champagne for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I... I don't feel bad very frequently, but I feel really <laughs> yeah. bad oh, right now. Hang out with Lawrence. You'll feel bad pretty often. Yeah. I mean, it was a birthday. Dark. Did it get better? No. My parents took Look, it, and they're like, oh, it's no, 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 no. I mean, like, in your life. I did not get another present. Like the Obviously campaign, not. Lawrence. Look where he is now. Oh, right. It's clearly not <laughs> He's any He's hosting better. a dumb podcast. Uh, Lawrence, this, <laughs> I don't know if this is therapeutic for you, but um, the Stretch Armstrong figure was not as good as the Stretch Armstrong villain. Oh, Vacman? Vacman, who was, he was like all red and then you put a vacuum on it and you sucked out all the air and then you could manipulate his arms because he was filled with basically like Nestle's Crunch Bars. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you just mess around with him. He was better. So at least you didn't miss out on Vacman. I mean, you did. No, I didn't actually. So so maybe this is the happy end. The next year, go. The next year I did get a Vacman. Yes. Except... Mm. Uh, you're right. It was super cool because you vacuum it out and then you can stretch him and then mm-hmm. there was a little button on his head that mm-hmm. would let the air back in. Uh, the little pump, they use like cheap mucilage or whatever. And about the fourth time I was like vacuuming Vacman off, uh, <laughs> the pump just popped right off and the little nozzle was stuck on his head. So I was like, great. If I ever let the air out of him ever again, he will never be vacuum And so I kept him like... <laughs> shrunk down as, as long as I could, and yeah. then, like, next time I had a friend over, he just hit the button. I was like, fuck! All right, well, now he's just a sock puppet, I guess. Gone forever. Vac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Vac-Man, you've done it again. But I got a good day of fun out of Vac-Man. So cool. <laughs> Worth it. I remember trying to fix it, but the only glue my parents had was hot glue, and then I, I think it just, like, gummed up the whole... There's a lot of gumming today. It just basically filled in the little... the pipe, so mm-hmm. it didn't even work as a suction anymore. On that Happy really high birthday. note, how's everybody feeling? I got video games. Gummed up. That's good. You're all gummed up? I'm all gummed up. You, you, are, you are, yeah. You never got a stretch arm strong. I feel great. She's great. I feel like you got, it's better than getting like the knockoff back, man, like suck dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a completely go. different toy, guys. Yeah, that's an 18 and up toy. The vacuum goes in his mouth. And <laughs> <laughs> suck it out. <laughs> suck it out. <laughs> oh. It's a bunch of, there's, there's like a focus group going. That could yeah, be fun. That's good. Yeah, kids, that's good. Are like, kids are going to like that. Family friendly. That's what I like about that. Suck man. What was your best birthday present ever, Barbara? My best birthday present ever? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably one of those like giant dollhouses I got when I was like three or four years old because it's bigger than me. Was this like actual wood, like heirloom style? No, it was like plastic. Plastic Barbie stuff? Yeah, I put Barbies in there. Nice. I had like 70 or 80 Barbies growing up. I was one of those kids. Damn. And so having that thing that was, like, bigger than me that I'm like, I could live in this was, like, the greatest present of all time. 
Do you still remember the whole layout? I do. Nice. I could probably draw it right now. It's like your I dream want. house. You want to get a house that like replicates that? Maybe. You fill it with 80 Barbies? Just, just myself. Just you're, this one Barbie. You're going to live in an actual house that you can just rip open the whole front <laughs> of and just expose everything that's inside? What, what, that's the house Wes Anderson lives in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a cross-section of an actual well, house. Well, growing up with the name Barbara and oh, having blonde sense. hair, mm. I was obsessed with Barbies because I'm like, this is me. Which variant of Barbie was... was the perfect one for you. I mean, typical, you know. Just normal old Barbie? Normal Barbie. Kinda like Beach Fun Barbie, Malibu Skipper. Barbie, Skipper Barbie. Ken. I hated Ken. Skipper. Why'd you hate Skipper? Because she was weird looking. She was like Who's smaller who? and skinnier than normal Barbie. Caddy. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, bitch, try to be better than me. <laughs> Barbie drama. I didn't have any Barbie drama. I never, I never had a Barbie. Barbie no. The Barbie house is going to be full of Barbie drama. We're going to make sure. With the Barbies with the Season brown one hair. of Barbie house. They're going to be getting drunk, screaming at each other, and then we bring in the series halfway through. <laughs> yeah, you can just put like the Echo inside of a Barbie or like Siri inside of a Barbie. Dude, what if you put an Echo inside of a real doll? It would just like do Google searches for you well, while you you're having sex it with it. While you're having creepy sex with it. Have you seen that documentary about real dolls? I've seen a few documentaries about. I real think it's dolls. called Real Love, or it's called Lawrence Sontag, yeah. the Lawrence Sontag the story. Lawrence Sontag story, but with slightly less shame. <laughs> Only slightly. It all started on my seventh when birthday. When a robot has sex with a real doll, what is that? True love. That's uh, hot. That's, yeah. that's pornography to me. Well, yeah, yeah. Just obviously. <laughs> so. Dream. Here, here's an interesting thought experiment for the remaining two minutes. Uh-huh. If there is a robot that is indistinguishable from a human being, and you have sex with it, does that count as cheating, or is it aided masturbation? Wait, aided how is masturbation. It, wait, how is it indistinguishable? It talks, it's got skin, it looks like a person. And you know Except it's, it's got, like, piston, piston privates. Is it, it coal-powered? Do you have to, like, actually shovel coal? Yeah. It's got a steam vent on the back. You don't want to touch cool. that. It'll well, burn you real bad. I, I mean, she, I think it comes down to why are you having sex with it? Is it purely a, a masturbatory thing, or did you have an emotional connection with this robot? I see. I think. I mean, I think if you're connecting with the robot on an emotional level, then yes, you are cheating. Then and what to about? Me it's just a dildo with a human attached to it. Every human. Just being? like all men. Hey. Well, what about uh, what about guys <laughs> that form human connections with their real dolls or animals or plants that they have sex with? And so so say all right. So for example. Someone sees a Ferris wheel, they go, I want to fuck that Ferris wheel, right? And, but they're married. Is it cheating if they have sex with well, the Ferris wheel? Well, are they wheel? in love with the Ferris wheel? That's the question. Yeah. Wait, wait, no, no, no. It's still cheating if you're not in love with somebody, you still fuck no, them. No, 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 but a connection that draws you, draws you out. Hmm. It's not just like feeling this pillow, you know? I'm not having sex with this pillow by doing this. Because your dick's not in it. As far as I, I know, but if I put my <laughs> dick in it and I proposed to this pillow and I told it that I really cared about it, then, then that's cheating. Then that's definitely cheating. Okay. Absolutely. But if you took that pillow to a Motel 6 and then no, fucked I mean, it and left it. To get to that physical act, there still has to be some sort of connection. There. I don't think it's cheating. Okay. Yeah. I think that it has to be a living, breathing, emotional feeling being. So you think robo-love, anything goes? Yeah. No, no emotional attachments or nothing. Anything goes. So right. any of us could have sex with Lawrence right now, and it wouldn't be cheating, just because his insides are I like where you're getting that. You're totally cool. You finally understand, James. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope my girlfriend's listening too. You're, you remind me of Jude Law from AI. <gasps> Thank you. That's or the Jude Law thing from Gattaca. Uh, that's a little better. Or Jude Law from Repo Men. Or Jude I was Law. Wondering. Wait, Jude Law was in Repo Men. Yeah, you're uh, thinking of Repo Genetic Opera. He was no. in Repo Men with Forrest Whitaker. Wait, no, I'm thinking of. Repo Man with Emilio Estevez. I was going to Repo Man also. Okay, yeah. that okay. Joel, what's your best birthday present? And was it a was it a dildo? Um, I got this huge dollhouse once. 
that you know, because I had no, a that's show it for dude too. Thanks. thanks everybody for watching. Uh, we don't really have an out. We just stopped. Can you make so it we, get, dollhouse? we should no. get a cool, uncomfortable couch for our dude soup. Yeah, we hey, should. Look at that. That's the natural body position right there. Yeah, your You're spine that? is uh, exemplary, you're, Gus. You're straight as an arrow. <laughs> you're sitting on it properly. Whatever. We can fuck robots. We solved the mystery. We're done. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for, thanks for watching, everybody. Yeah. Bye.